Welcome to a new episode of Liftoff, a Jets football podcast with your hosts, Chris, and from playlikeajet.com, Mr. Sharman Phillip. And remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Liftoff Jets. You could also fo- follow Sharman at GrownFolk1980. You can follow myself at CP7NY. You could find us wherever you find your podcasts at Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. And you could also find us at Sportswire Radio at sportsanarium.com backslash player. You can follow the station manager there, Thomas Bryce, at Thomas Bryce 2017 for all the scheduling of all the other great shows on there. So, Charmin, got some OTAs to talk about, got an injury or so, got to catch up after missing our first week last week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> after two years of recording almost every yeah. week, yeah, we basically, yeah, I mean, it didn't. It wasn't really a choice. Uh, Chris was under the weather. Yeah, and I was busy as normal, so we just couldn't <laughs> get a date, put the date together. But it's all good. We yeah. basically uh, just amassed a bunch of stuff that we can talk about. So fun. Yeah, we'll get it all together today. Um, let's see where we're gonna start. Let's start with non. Well, not non and uh, not uh, non jet news, but. I found it curious that whole thing with Jimmy G where if he's not a hundred percent healthy, um, he's, they, they could cut him before the season starts and just get rid of that contract. Yeah. If it's a good the, thing. Is it the ankle? I think. Yeah. It's the ankle. If yeah. it's right. If it's not, um, if it's not healthy, if it's not in good shape, if he's not ready to go, they could cut him and, and they're left with, I think, Brent Hoyer <laughs> as their quarterback. Well, you would think there was a story a couple a week ago, I think, about uh, their star receiver um, basically kind of, you know, being annoyed with with the front office and the and they're planning for QB. And uh, now you know why, um, right? <laughs> uh, because they don't have a proven quarterback at um, at the moment, um, and. I think they have slim pickings out there, right? Who who are they gonna call? Well, guess what? The uh, news came through that Tom Brady was basically <laughs> bought a, a a part of the team or or bought a, a you know a certain small percentage of ownership. Um, <clears throat> and everybody, oh, Tom Brady might start. Tom Brady might start. <laughs> of course, uh, yeah, of course. You know, yeah, I don't think because. <laughs> Because you know, fifty degrees of separation. What is it? What's the what's the term? How many more years we're gonna have to hear Tom Brady's name? Forever. <laughs> if this guy, if this guy is not old to the point where he can't barely walk, somebody's mm-hmm. gonna have a rumor of him coming back. It, um, I think I think if uh, Andrew Luck wasn't so like he wasn't so far like gone from the public eye that was another that would be a name that would come up all the time too yeah you know we speak we speak a lot about the um about the state of the quarterback position in the nfl and how it's you know it's lacking in so many ways um that yeah i mean it's entertaining in number one to to just imagine what it would be like to have a player like that come back but it also is again like you, you know like you always say you know, there's a lack of high end talent at that position. So, yeah. 
I mean, you still got a few guys that are available. You got Teddy Bridgewater is available, uh, Nick Foles, uh, Carson Wentz, not the greatest names, but <laughs> they may be getting a call from the Raiders. But um, supposedly, but supposedly he's going to be ready with all this going on. You know, the, the talk was he is going to be ready for week one. So we'll have to see. Um, I just found it weird that you would sign a guy like this, knowing that he has this issue with his foot and he's got the injury his- injury history on top of that. And now yeah. he's got a, you know, so I, I just thought it was very strange. Are they, you know, is this for me, it's almost like, are they like almost punting this year away and, you know, and saying, you know what, let's worry about next year and we'll get a high pick next year. Next year's uh, quarterback draft class is supposed to be, you know, pretty deep. Caleb Williams, obviously from USC um, is that, you know, is the top guy, but I don't know. It just seemed very strange to me that a team would do this. But. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, <laughs> again, like I said, that's probably the reason why their wide receiver is so unhappy. So yeah, um, I don't blame them. <laughs> yeah, blame yeah. I mean, if you're not gonna be playing for, and given the the the, given the the ridiculous uh, nature of the competition in not only in their division but just the whole AFC, like. Do you even have a shot going anywhere if your quarterback is not, you know, far above average? You know, so it just it just paints a really bleak picture in the in I I would think in the minds of the players when you think about you know stories like that coming out and the season haven't hasn't even started and there's no end in sight to the story. You know what I mean? There's no, you know, golden lining or silver lining. Right. Cloud, you know, so it's 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 just an interesting thing, you know. Like you said, there's what was what I can't remember the 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 situation that they were in at the time. If they if they could have gone all in at at someone else instead of him, but it might have might it might have been that was that was it, you know. Right. And they didn't have any other choice. That's um, true. So. Hey, that again, that that's that's just the nature of the beast right now. This is how uh the NFL is. If you don't have a quarterback, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. you're done. Yep. Um and speaking of wide receivers, uh DeAndre mm. Hopkins was cut last week by the Cardinals, who let's be honest, they're I think they're in full tank mode now. I mean, they're just they're just kind of done right now. Some they might be looking for a quarterback next next offseason, even with having uh Kyla Murray there, but DeAndre Hopkins now is available. Um Robert Salah today uh was asked during one of his uh press conference or whatever and he said uh, we love our current group of receivers. So basically we're not gonna we love our current group. So it didn't seem like he was saying the Jets were gonna pursue Hopkins or not. Um it doesn't seem like they're that interested. Um, what's your thoughts on DeAndre Hopkins? Do you think he's worth it for the Jets to go after? Are you happy with what we got? Do you think he's a good fit with us? What's your thoughts? I'll put it to you this way, and I'll disagree with most of my friends, uh, even play like a Jet himself. I I disagree. I think I I agree 
that um, if you watch the numbers and that he's been able to put up in his career before this, um, before this injury, I mean, this guy is like a superstar quarter, um, wide receiver, you know, a game-changing type player. My issue with this is what would – my question is what would um, make a player of his caliber use whatever he, he did so that uh, that made the NFL suspend him uh, to help him try to get back? Did, did that injury scare him enough to push him to do that? Right. Does that mean that he's – that he realized that there was a massive change in, in the way he did things. And it's, it, it made him fear enough that he went that far because this is, we're not talking about some regular player. here. We're talking about one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. He got injured. And if you, and if you add anything to it, what is he? 31. He's going to be 31 in about three, uh, in about a few days. There you go. The, the, did that also add add to the you know the kind of panic that probably caused him to use the thing that got him suspended? That's possible, I, these, and... right? And these questions, <laughs> in my opinion, opens up a bigger question for the Jets. If you're all in, like everybody's saying, the Jets are all in. Are you? Because basically, what you're going to be doing is gambling here, right? Yep. Big gamble. Are you right? Exactly, because you're yeah. gonna have to pay this guy a significant amount of money. He's not gonna come cheap. That's so, true. So, to me, the answer to your question is yes. In a vacuum, no. Under the circumstances, because he just as much as he fits. To me, it's just not worth the gamble knowing that you would probably have to tear apart your offense, your, your wide receiver groom that you have now to take a, 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 a flyer on a guy that, yes, just might give you that winning edge, but also might fall apart. And then what? I don't yeah. think you have, I don't think the Jets are that much, so that so solid in their stance to what they are or where they're going. That they could take such a massive swing, right? Because I because I I I fear that taking a ma that much of a massive swing would lead to something almost uh you know would that wouldn't they would basically it would probably like push them off whatever trajectory they're on. So I I don't either I just don't I just don't think so. What what about you? What do you feel? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of I, I lean towards your way because I look at his last two years, not just last year, but the year before too. Mm. Um, last year he missed eight games, and the year before he missed six games. <laughs> so he's missed 14 games the last two seasons, and between the injury and the suspension, that's that's pretty huge, I think. And that's to me, those are red flags. And on top of that, he's turning 31. Yeah. So I'm not saying That's he's what... finished at all. I'm not saying that. But no. you know what? <laughs> a guy coming off an injury plus suspension, that kind of thing, the last two seasons, and he's going to be turning 31. I don't know. 
That's like you said, it's a huge gamble. Could it work? Absolutely. <laughs> we've yeah. seen we've seen what this what this dude could do on the field. Yeah. Right? DeAndre Hopkins is or was one of the best receivers in the league. What is he now? That's the question mark. And nobody knows. No. <laughs> and you're going to be paying a significant amount of money just to see what's behind, uh, car, um, you know, door number one. Right. It, you know, it could be, again, it could be the grand prize or it could be failure. And I don't think the Jets are so... This is the this this is my thing. If any of the gambles that the Jets could do could have made to bolster this idea of going all in with Aaron Rodgers, one of those cannot be something that would completely knock you off your trajectory. I you could take a shot at something like a Odell Beckham. You know what I mean? Because yeah. The thing with Odell Beckham is you know that one of the things that he could have given you was that possession receiver with the utility. You know what I mean? And you wasn't going to be asking him to do too much because there was there's other guys that could do, you know. He would be able to give you one or two or three big plays a game or whatever. The guy you're talking about, again, another, another side of this is he's a possession guy meaning this guy i don't think he's had he's the the sheer amount of receptions he's had for most of his career is incredible you're gonna ask a guy that's been all about the ball to him first yeah. to play on an offense with garrett wilson with a uh, budding superstar where he his numbers might his catches or his receptions might have to be cut in half exactly Think about it. his last full season. He had 160 targets. No. So that means averaging 10 targets a game. I don't know if he would average that much. Plus, you got to remember, no. we're, we're a team that's going to run the ball a lot, too. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. This does, this does not. Uh, this is not. This has nothing to do with what. Hopkins is. I think if you I think if you're looking at it from that perspective, I think you're wrong because we're in no way or me because I don't want to speak for Chris. I'm not saying in no way that this guy has done and he's no. never going to become. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when this what he would mean to the Jets. For the Jets, this, in my opinion, is way too broad of a swing and they cannot risk they cannot take that much that big of a risk they just can't and yeah. and 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 that's just that's the part that's one part of it what i just said is additionally a problem you have a young receiver on this squad that is going to demand the ball and you're asking a senior accomplished wide receiver to take a back seat to a young budding superstar you think that's going to work out? <laughs> I don't think so, man. There's a reason why he's DeAndre Hopkins is, is who he is. He demands respect and he demands to be throwing the ball. So I don't, I, I think that would be just a bad, bad look um, for the way things are. 
Yeah, no, I agree. It's it's a huge gamble, and it's not a gamble I think they should be trying at this point. Um, mm-hmm. If we had an injury, yeah, you know, knock on wood, we don't. But if we had, you know, one of our top guys hurt, um, yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely say, yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. Since we're good right now at wide receiver, yeah, we could add a, a little depth. Not, you know, I would not okay. would not mind doing that. But to make a big swing like this, yeah. Um, I would uh, stay away. But um, another thing that came up last week was mm. uh, they brought in the punter, Matt Ariza. Um, yes. We all know his off the field stuff. He was proven innocent and wasn't even at this incident, whatever. I'm not even going to get into that. But yes. they brought him in for a tryout. Now, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people going both ways on Twitter. Either, yeah, that wasn't bad or the other way. Hell no, it's not a good idea. Where do you stand on this? I don't see the negative of it. Um, right. In in this incredibly competitive field, which is NFL football, uh, if people think that you don't have to get dirty or, or what people assume is dirty to... To move, especially again, if you want to keep that whole notion that the Jets are all in to the Super Bowl, you think you're gonna not take a swing at punter <laughs> when the only punter you have is how many? How old is he? I think he's thirty-seven. I mean, he's been good most of his career, but yeah, you 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 would you you getting a chance at at you're taking a chance at a guy that had an incredibly ridiculous punt average in college. That's why he was drafted. He was called the punt god. Yeah, for a reason. <laughs> right. If you ever if I was watching a game of this guy when he punt he punt the ball for I don't know what it was, 60 something or whatever the hell it was, how long it was, I I couldn't believe. And the ball just kept going. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> Yeah, and I remember it stuck in my head too because I couldn't remember his name. I just remember they called him Punt God. So when the Bills drafted him, I'm like, oh. I was like, so this guy is for real because I only saw that one time when he punted, you know. But I don't I don't see the risk here. I really don't. Um, if you if you if morality is the issue for you. And you think this guy is some kind of evil dude. Mm-hmm. I'll put it to you this way. Like I said before, if you think that you're not going to have to get a little dirty <laughs> to go all the way in the NFL, man, I don't know what to tell you. I can't, I can't help you. I personally, <laughs> I, I look at it this way. It was a tryout. That's all it was. They didn't sign him. They just brought him in to see what he to see where he is. Now think about it. The guy hasn't played. In over a year, yeah, in a very long time, yes, right. that's a long so, time, right? So bring him. I think bringing him in for a tryout is not the worst thing. You bring him in, you work him through a tryout, see where he's at physically, and also you know see where he is mentally too. You know, thank you, face to face, thank you very much. Right, you don't thank you very listen. Much. They might have spoke to him and might have seen him and said, "All right, this guy's not ready to to join a team right now." You know, maybe exactly. He, so you, we don't know. Like that's the thing. We we really don't know. And I I don't think there was a problem bringing him in. I think after talking to him and after seeing him playing, if he's that impressive, 
yeah, it's something you got to think about because, like you said, number one, our punter we got now, Morstead, is 30. I think he's going to be 37 this year. While he's pretty good, he you know, he's still a pretty good punter. I'm not saying he's bad. But if you could bring in a punt god who's only 22 years old, 23 years oh old. Oh, my God. That fixes your punting issue for a few years. For the next, yeah, right? exactly. So uh, that's the way I looked at it. It was, it was almost like there's not a problem here bringing him in. So um, I don't know. Agreed. I agree. Yeah. And we didn't hear about him being signed. So obviously the Jets weren't yes. that impressed, right? Yep. So that's the way I look at it. Um, and the Jets made another signing today or yesterday. Yes. You, you got to probably help me with his name, uh, the tackle. <laughs> Yode, uh, Yodney, Yodney, Yodney Kajus. Yeah. Right. So, what, what what do you know about him? A little bit. I know he kind. I think he started about ten games for for the Pats last year. I want to say. Uh, I remember when he was drafted. Um, pretty talented kid. Um, actually, pretty good on the move. I think that's probably the reason why the Jets um are interested in him because, as we know, um, the Jets like a uh, love. Or their scheme uh, demands athleticism at this at, at the at the offensive line position. So, um, pretty athletic kid, um, kind of uh, up and down kind of a player. I think he shows streaks of pretty good. I think that's the one of the reasons why he still he was still on the market is that is that you you know he hasn't been able to put it all together. You know, um, it was a pretty uh, it was an an okay player in college. Um, with with kind of, I think he I think he he had that makeup of a player that might blow up like he would have become really good if you put him in the right system, and he just never really uh, uh kind of uh, hit it, you know. Um, so you know, take a flyer, take a flyer on a guy that that has potential that has shown flashes, and see if in your system he could uh, flourish. That's a great, in my opinion, that's an awesome move. I don't think that's a, you know, that's a bad move at all. That's, you know, that's awesome. And that just adds to the depth right now at tackle. I mean, now you got him. Yep. You throw in, now you got Becton, Brown, Mitchell, uh, Turner. You got Warren, the, the draft pick we just got. So, mm-hmm. unlike last year, I think we're pretty solid now at tackle. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, right? Um, at the end of the day, I think this front office has learned their lesson. Um, I think we spent a considerable, a considerable amount of time talking about uh, the lack of depth at, at uh, the offensive line position. Um, and they've made significant strides to uh, remedy that. Um, and I don't have an issue with any of those moves. Um, and, you know, I saw a couple of people talking about how, you know, a lot of those guys are subpar offensive linemen or they're not that good it's may <laughs> so what you you take those guys in you try it again this is the thing you have a system you have a scheme you scout those guys find out what they are about if they have uh, uh, similarities to the types of players that you like to use in your scheme. If they're close enough, you bring them in, you try to see if they fit. Because this is one of the things that people don't pay attention to when it comes to offensive line in the NFL. 
there are a ton of offensive linemen in the NFL that were not first round, second round, or third round offensive linemen picked. They were not picked that high. And they're starters in the NFL. You know why? Because some offensive coordinator found what they do best in their scheme just by trying them out. And that's and then they flourish because being an offensive line player is a pretty like <laughs> it's like a niche <laughs> position. Mm. There's the certain type of people. It, it's it's almost like a running back. There's only certain people or linebackers that do this. You know, I mean, right. I, I mean, there's to me, in my opinion, there's more wide receivers, quarterbacks, and than than any or cornerbacks or safeties. All these guys, I think there's way more of those guys. What you don't find is people that know how to play offensive line, <laughs> linebacker, mm -hmm. running back. You because you can't really hide. You have to be at least okay at doing it because the it's a such a it's cerebral and physical at the same time. And if you are okay at doing it, people will give you a shot at doing it. And to me, I think, especially in in Yardney Kajus's, uh, um, in 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 with him, I think they're taking a shot at a, a player. I think that kind of trends towards what they do anyway. So, yeah, looking at it, he started five games in the last two years. So there you go. He's got some experience, which is good. Um, so, listen, adding depth at tackle is not a bad idea. Um, and then a little... Uh, Wait, hold, hold on, Chris. What did you say that again? He said he started how many games? Five games over the last two seasons. Did you Do you see the amount of snaps he played last year? Because I swear he played a bunch of snaps last year. Well, he, he started three, but he played in ten. That's what I said. That's yeah, what so I maybe he, Yeah, maybe he didn't start the games, but at least he was in a bunch, you know. That's another odd thing with the Patriots, too. I don't know why they do this, man. <laughs> they do the do they do the same thing to their offensive linemen that they do to their defensive linemen. They do not allow they don't give anybody a bunch of snaps. Nobody. And to me, to me, at, at some point we gotta come, we got we gotta start asking questions about what's going on <laughs> over there, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, hey, when, because, when you at at the end of the day, when you look at Belichick's record without yeah. Tom Brady, eh, it's mm. not so good. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And it's gonna start Let's to see. count. It's, it's gonna start to mount up, right? These next couple yeah. of years. With Let's see what happens now that he has an actual offensive coordinator over there. Yes, exactly. This is the that's year. a really good. Yeah, he's a really good coordinator. So we'll we'll see what's going on. Definitely. Big year for Mac Jones this year. It's a make or break this year, a year for him for sure. Agreed. Uh, uh, Dwayne Brown, just mm -hmm. staying in the tackle uh, position here for a second. During the press conference today, during OTAs, he said, coming back from rotator cuff surgery, says he came back this year because he wants to win, has all the mm -hmm. individual accolades, now wants a ring. I've got plenty left. Not sure if he'll be ready for training camp. Says it'll be up to the docks to, I guess, okay him to start. Plus, he had mentioned when they were talking about right or left tackle, he says the last time he played right tackle was in high school. 
<laughs> and he's been so he hasn't been a right tackle. No, so exactly. That's gonna be the I think that's gonna be an interesting battle. I know we're not really talking about that yet, but the tackle position as a whole is gonna be interesting because we've seen what Becton already has come out and said, right? That he wants he to could say I think I, I don't know if we address this, but I don't remember, but I'll tell you right now. Anybody that thinks that this is a negative thing that the kid said, to me, you're driving me nuts. I don't understand. Right. <laughs> this is the kind of fire you want out of the kid. What else do you want from him? Right. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> exactly. Hey, kid, you want to be a left tackle? Go out there and whip the butts of every other le- guy that wants to be left tackle tackle on this team. It's simple. So if you're out there talking, you better you better bring it. The one thing I know for sure is that he looked like he ready. So I'll take, I will take that. I will take that, uh, you know, his, his, you know, his absolute belief in what he, you know, that he could win that. I'll take it because I will take a younger kid that just all of a sudden changed his body and is, is, is on and knowing the kind of player that he could be. Oh, go win, go win it. Go win, go win the position. I would be, I would be very happy. Here's, here's what Dwayne Brown said exactly. I, I got it wrong. He says mm. his focus is getting healthy. Said he hasn't played right tackle since his junior year at Virginia Tech. Says he has been solidified at mm. left tackle. Here we go. <laughs> Let the battle begin. Yes. And I, I love it. Like he said, <laughs> this is a good thing. You know, this yep. guy's been playing, and he's also been playing uh, for 16 years. So... 16, 17. So he hasn't played right tackle in he hasn't. He has Let's not just, played right tackle in 17 years. But this is but this is what I'm trying to tell you. If you haven't done something in 17 years, you haven't done it. <laughs> that's right. what I'm saying. <laughs> that's a long you time. Know? That's a long time, man. What you you just gonna like hey, everybody's like, well, it's 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 um what is it like it's memory, like whatever, bro. Like, right. No, no. no. No, <laughs> like he like said, he's he's solidified at left tackle. That's it. And and in my in my dream, Beckton is the starting left tackle with him as the backup. You know, argue with the air if you want to. That's right. where I'm at. Because <laughs> I would like the the younger athletic with an incredible upside guy to start. Sue me. I have no problem with that. Listen, I just want the best five out there. Yes, sir. I really don't care who it is. I hope the best guy wins, and I hope they give the best guy the the starting spots. Um, but that's what I want to see win. I just I just want to see the best our best five out there, and I'm sure that's what Agreed. the team wants, right? Yep. At the end of the yep. day, it was interesting though. Quickly in in the OTAs, how they lined up their offensive line because a lot of guys, some guys were out. Um, where was it? They said rookie, uh, the rookie center Joe Tipman worked at guard while McGovern mm. was the starting off, uh, starting center, and the the rest of the O line because AVT was not there. Schweitzer mm. was at right guard, and mm. Adam Pankey and Max Mitchell were at the tackle positions. 
that that's no that's no bother to me because this is again this is May, you know. Uh, one of the things I'm one of the reasons probably that McGovern was put at center. Again, you got to remember, Tipman. Yeah, he's a first round pick, but he ain't never run any kind of system like this before. Right. How is he gonna learn? He's gonna he you know they're gonna do they they're gonna line it up in multiple ways. They're gonna line the kid up near the center so that he could learn. They're gonna line line him up at at center so he could learn. So they're gonna move him a lot and try to show him a lot so that he could learn. Because as a center, you can't just know your position. You got to know everybody's position or what they're supposed to do. That's one of the again, uh, one of the hardest positions on that on on on, on an offensive football team. Um, is playing center. You're basically a quarterback, other than the fact that you don't throw the ball. So, um, so he has to learn a lot, and he has to know a lot. So he has to, in my opinion, see it from multiple positions, so he could be able to um, really kind of, um, you know, absorb what what that position would would feel like, especially in a system like this, a pro system. Not that he hasn't played in a pro system. I think I, in my opinion, when when people say a, a player played in a pro system when they played in college, I think that the skeleton of that system was pro. It right. was not because you're not playing against the multitude of multiple defenses adjustments that you see defenses do in the pros in college. You don't. So your reads and what are you and what your tails are, what your what are you looking for as a center in college? As much as it's pro by what your line alignments are or what your basic uh, uh, movements are, what you're looking for, where you're supposed to be is pro, you're still not really pro mm-hmm. until you're playing football in the NFL. Right. It's true. Um, a couple other notes from the uh, OTAs. Aaron Rodgers... Because of the calf, I'm going to get into that in a second. He was just thrown on the side. So Zach Wilson <laughs> was playing. He didn't have a great day. A couple of old overthrows, indecisive, and seven and seven red zone. Um, these are just notes from Rich Samini and Antoine Staley, by the way. Thank you, guys. Yeah. I don't want to say that I was there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ruckert and Wilson were among the stands out on offense. Ruckert, uh, Samini has, says, is clearly improved. Um and knock and fullback Nick Bowden flashed as a receiver as well to add to that, but um, I think that's all great news. Um, adding to let's let's go to Rogers for a second because last week yeah. we were kind of texting back and forth, and we spoke a little bit about Rogers after he went down with the the calf injury or whatever. It's a minor thing, I get it. Um, but of course, you know our minds are going in the really bad direction. When we hear a, an injury to the quarterback, um, but uh, what, what do you what do you think of this? Because this is how I feel with with Aaron Rodgers. Like mm. I'm not saying this is going to stick around forever. This calf injury, I'm sure it's minor. I'm sure they're taking it slow because it's you know May going into June. But for me, and I'm sure you and everybody else, we got to remember this guy is 39 years old. He's going to be 40 mm. by the end of this season. Okay, so no matter what happens with this calf, the rest of the season, whenever he gets hit, whenever he gets knocked down, whatever, 
whenever we hear he's got a minor this or a minor that, yeah, we're going to be thinking on the back in the back of our head, like, oh man, you know what? He's 39 years old. Like he's not going to just bounce back. Right. So this, this uh, cloud or whatever you want to call it is going to be around this team for the whole season with Rogers. As long as Rogers is here, we're going to be thinking about this because he's 39 years old. He's going into, he's going to be 40. He might play elite, right? I'm not saying he's not. He's probably going to play an elite season this year. But we also got to remember he's this old, right? He's 39. This is not normal. This is not commonplace to see a guy 40 years old, you know, uh, play elite quarterback. We see it in Brady, but. But that was one guy. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This doesn't... One out of a thousand. <laughs> right. This doesn't. That's all I'm saying. But can it happen again? Of course. And we, you know what? I, I think it will. Because he's and if there's another if there's a guy that could do it, it's, it's gonna be it's, him. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um from Aaron, this whole situation would work in a different way if this if this wasn't the New York Jets. <laughs> exactly. We're hurt people. Right. <laughs> okay. Put on on top of all the losing and all the failed seasons, the last time we had a former Green Bay Packer quarterback, guess what happened? <laughs> so I don't know. Like, if you think Jets fans are, aren't supposed to feel the way they feel, man, that's your opinion. But number one, we were hurt people, and number two, yeah, we the last time, yeah, exactly. So. We don't forget stuff because we're hurt still, and it still hurts. <laughs> so that's just how it is. Um, and until the season starts, and then we and and we go through a complete season, and he's played and he's performed, and there's always going to be this little nagging feeling behind our necks as Jets fans, you know. So that's just how it is. It is what it is. Leave yeah. us alone. <laughs> right. <laughs> we got to deal with this all season. I'm telling you, in all season, we're going to be, we, listen, we're going to watch the game. He might make a great throw and then someone's going to knock him down on the floor. And inside, we're like, oh man, just get up. <laughs> just get up. Don't lay on the floor too long. Because <sighs> that's what we're going to be feeling. You know, the guy is 39, 40 years old. We don't see this at all. Tom Brady yep. was like a, an, an anomaly, you know what I mean? Like that's just it just that's just not normal. And he was playing elite to what 46 years old, which is insane. To even insane, to, right? Winning a Super Bowl at 40, whatever he was with Tampa. So Incredible. it's just it's crazy. And I listen, can we do it? I think so. And like you said, if it's one if one guy could do it, it's gonna be Aaron Rodgers. And I'm really hoping it is, um, because we deserve it, man. The football gods, we've been saying it for a while. They owe us big time. And, big time. And it would be so awesome. You know what? Joe Namath, happy birthday. He just turned 80 today. Um, yes, sir. Along with uh, the, the great scout for us, Connie. It was her birthday as well. Happy birthday, Connie. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, also, I mean, it would be so awesome for Connie as well, but yeah. Joe Namath. To, to witness the Jets winning a Super Bowl, right? Oh, my been with God. The Jets all these years. Yeah. You know, he's still 
he's still in pretty good health. It would be great to see him maybe even be on the field if we win oh. it, you know, if he's there, handing the trophy uh, over to Woody Johnson. This is, and, these conversations yeah. give me chills, man. Oh. Like, if you see, I have goosebumps on my skin right now, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, um, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a Jets fan, you know. I haven't been a Jet, a Jet fan as long as you have, but I've been a fan long enough, <laughs> almost 30 years now, yep. that – that I that that I not I don't only think about myself when I think about the Jets winning. The same the conversation goes for the people that you know that this means so much for. You know what I mean? Yep. Man, like guys that have been at it for so long, guys you know that have gone to almost every Jet game for the past 25, 30 years, bro. What does that mean for them? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I go to I go to like two, three games a season. You know, what about the guys that go to every game? Yep. That have every every jet signing and <laughs> their dedication to this team is incredible. You know. <sighs> you know, it, it, this is it's beyond it would be beyond emotional for me, man. Like I'm telling you. <laughs> You know, it definitely would be something, you know. But we're a long, long, long mm. way away from any of anything like that. Um, so there's gonna be a ton of uh things happening before anything like that happening, and we have an incredible amount of speed bumps between us and wherever we gotta go, and um it's going to be an adventure to watch the process. I'm yes. trying, I'm enjoying the process. I think one of the conversations that uh, kind of came up um, by uh, our, our friend, Michael Narnia on uh, just X factor was the possibility of uh, with the D line, there was the conversation about the D line and how deep the edge players are about kicking uh, the kid. Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Clemens, big kid, kicking him inside. Um, but ap- apparently the Jets are doing that. Um, him and, because, and then, uh, JFM. Yeah, on, right. Because apparently J, um, Mike Michael Clemens has buffed up from two seventy to uh, basically two ninety. Oof! Can you imagine? I saw pictures <laughs> of him, and 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 of they, there were pictures of him online. I saw it. This dude is a scary at 270. Yeah. <laughs> Holy. I would and not want to be trying to stop him. No. From... <laughs> what? This, he, you know what he reminds me of? Like, he reminds me of a buffalo. Yeah. Like, that animal is so scary. And it's like, it's not even like really like bothering nobody. Like, you know, it's not even trying to be scary. It's just being itself, <laughs> you know. But if you see one, you, you'll be like, yo, you, I'm like, I'm out. I ain't. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't exactly. want to be anywhere near that. That, he, and he's so calm. Like, that's the thing that bothers me. And then you watch him play. And everything you thought about him whilst he was calm, he does it when he plays. <laughs> like, oh, yo, what? Takes yeah. offensive linemen, throw them around like ragdolls. 
You know, he's incredibly strong, incredibly good as a, a run stopper. And then you take, I am, um, I gotta give Michael Nania um, a shout out because a lot of a lot of what I'm gonna about to say, he kind of pointed out in his article um, for Just X Factor. Um, he was talking about the fact that uh, Michael Clemens, hit, as a pass rusher on the outside, he is not the best of athletes. He is average to above average, but if you take that athleticism and you put it inside, all of a sudden he's damn near elite. That's the crazy part. At 290, this dude with the incredible strength and the size is agile and athletic enough that he could be an incredible problem for guards on the interior. And his his arm length also is above, is, is basically kind of elite level. I think it's 34 and three quarters. God, come on, man. Like this is this. Let's just hope. To me, this is an incredible move uh, in a positive way because, again, the extraordinary amount of flexibility it gives Robert Sala and and uh, the defensive coordinator. I always forget his name. Jeff uh, Ulbrich. Ulbrich, yep. You know, the 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 incredible amount of uh, uh, flexibility it gives them you don't know what these guys, you don't know where they could be or what they're doing at any given time. Guys from the interior could be in the air, could rush off the edge. Guys on the ex, on the exterior could rush up the middle. The, and, and they've, they've shown that they, that they do so much stunting and so much movement on the line. And it's hard for offensive linemen to figure it out because they're so incredibly talented they're so agile, they're so athletic that it's it's crazy. And then if you're trying to be physical with them, they're big and strong enough that it's almost impossible to move them too. I man, this yeah, talk this... about how excited how how excited it is to watch Rogers in that offense. How excited it is it will be to watch that defensive line. Oh man, I, I can't and those wait. corners. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get into the preview and uh, positions as we go along, getting into the camp. But um, what, before I was gonna I was gonna briefly we're gonna talk about our couple of positions today uh, to start our preview. But um, before we get there, did you did you read that thing with uh, Le'Veon Bell speaking about the Jets? About his time with the Jets, did you see that at all? I no, I I kind of saw it flash mm-hmm. by. It's the one thing I don't do, or I don't try to do, is soak in any of that negativity. <laughs> I yeah. think we had enough of Adam Gates whilst he was here, right. uh, and even after he left, the conversations kept going on and on about how bad he was. If we were present, we were right here. We saw it. I didn't need to be reminded. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, he's confirming that he was bad. Uh, we knew. <laughs> we saw the product. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I... it wasn't it wasn't like a far fetched thing to think that he was really really bad behind the scenes. I mean, the fact that Bell is saying what he's saying, I think. I mean, it's not like it blew my mind. Like, oh my god, Adam Gates was a bad coach. We knew. Well, that part, yeah. I, I think the the part that he's 
smoked pot before every game. I think oh, that's did the not part. see that. Yeah. <laughs> did not see that one. Yeah. Oh, boy. He basically admitted that. <laughs> well. Because when I was playing football, I smoked, bro. Even before the games, I'd smoke and I'd go out there and run for 150 and two touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> with, with Pittsburgh, yeah, he was fine. I don't know what he was smoking, but it worked out <laughs> fine there, right? But uh, when he good was with what? us, eh, I don't know. Whatever he was smoking, it was not good. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't smoking the good stuff with the Jets. So no. But you want to point he, the finger he, at he found everybody else. Yeah, whoever the whoever who was his seller, yeah, we could we gotta get it, we gotta get that guy. It's like, yo, you basically kind of like submarined our 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 season by give by selling selling Bell the worst stuff you could sell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, oh my but God. um yeah, that was interesting. Um yeah, we 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 touched on the punting position. We like more yes. said. Um, I'm sure they're going to bring in someone else anyway, just to kind of share the punting duties during camp and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and kicker, we we got we just got Zerline right now, who did yes. a pretty, did a pretty good job last year. Um, yes. So I feel pretty confident in him. I'm sure they're bringing someone as well, just to kind of compete with him as well. I would assume. Um, I, me too. I would assume yeah. the same. And it seems like the quarterback position is set, right? With um, uh, obviously Aaron Rodgers, and you got Zach Wilson behind him, and then you got. Mm-hmm. Tim Boyle brought in from Green yeah. Bay, and then I think we still have Strevler on the roster as well. Yes, but I don't think Strevler is going to be anywhere near that position anyway. So I'm no, not worried yeah. about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty uh, sure he'll be a practice. Yeah, we're best. pretty sure he's not an NFL type quarterback. So that's that that. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree with the punting. Uh, the punting situation. I think I I also agree that they're going to bring a body in so at some point. Same with the kicking position i think it's always useful to uh to bring in bodies for uh, in camp for kicking because i think kickers kickers there i mean there there are the very few that their numbers never really kind of relent they if they're a 85 percent kicker they kind of stay around that number for their whole career but those guys are basically hall of famers <laughs> uh most kickers their numbers kind of dilate. They kind of go up and go down. They go on a kind of a roller coaster at some at point. Um, so it's always good, in my opinion, to get bodies in uh, with, yeah. you know, just to kind of, you know, push the envelope with the kicker, you know, make yeah, sure no, he's on know. the right path. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and we've seen uh, yeah. how important special teams is, right? Uh, Especially punting. Oh, yeah. It was, I mean, the Patriot game obviously comes, comes into, comes to mind right away with the punting situation, but um, yeah, I, I think, and Zerline did a pretty good job last year, but like you said, it could, it could flip really fast with kicking. And we've seen that unfortunately with our team a little bit too much. Um, and yeah. with the quarterback position, I actually asked Antoine Staley, the the reporter for the jets. Um, mm-hmm. um, our friend, Michael palace had a, um, had one of those Twitter um, spaces uh, mm. last week or the week before and he was on there and i asked uh antoine a, a question and i said w- would the jets be in- interested in any of the veteran quarterbacks that are out there or are they set with zach number two and uh what's his name po- uh boyle right is the mm. tim boyle yeah tim boyle 
are they set with those guys? And he goes, yeah, he goes, they're, they're pretty much set with those guys. Um, I don't think they're going to go after, like I said, uh, um, Bridgewater is still out there. Um, Nick Foles is still out there. Carson Wentz. Um, but he says, yeah, the Jets are pretty set with these guys. So, I, I would agree. I yeah. would agree. I think. I think it's all. I think it's all about Rodgers. But more than anything else, it's all about the scheme, and and teaching everybody the scheme and how it how it works. Um. So you. So the, that's the reason why Boyle is there. Um. I think Boyle is gonna be not only a good, an okay guy to come in when he needs to come in if he needs to come in, but also a guy that you don't have to overly prepare because he knows the scheme and he knows the ways of the offensive coordinator. So um, it'll be an easy transition if need, if need be, which, you know, signs across that never happens. Uh, so I, I, I don't think that would be something that they're looking at. I think they have other positions and other situations to look deeply into. I don't think quarterback is something that they'll be uh, digging into too much, too, too far. And you know what? He he brought up a good point. He goes, listen, he goes, if Rogers goes down, we're basically kind of screwed anyway, no matter who we have behind him. So I said, no, you're right. It doesn't matter about bringing in, you know, yeah. Mick, Nick Foles had that great run with the Eagles coming in for Wentz a few years ago, but I don't yeah, see again. Nick Foles is a wreck commodity, man. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> well, that version of Nick Foles anyway. Right. That is true. That is true. <laughs> So, all right. So that that's going to be our show. Sorry, we missed last week. I was under the I was under the weather. Charmin, busy week at work and all that stuff. So, sorry again, but we're back and we'll be back next week. We're going to continue our preview in the um, the Jets roster. We'll probably hit uh, maybe offensive line a little bit or something. But um, we'll be back next week and we will see you guys next week. Take it easy, guys.